Hello, and welcome to the Libraries Open Podcast, the official podcast of Bywater Solutions. Today, we are thrilled to have very special guest Michael Threets on the show. Enjoy! Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Libraries Open Podcast. I am so excited because I have a very special guest on the show today. You probably recognize him, Michael Threets. We are so excited to have you. Welcome. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. I'm, I'm I'm honored to be here. Yeah, I'm excited to talk about libraries and other fun things. Yay! Awesome. So we always start off the podcast by asking our guests kind of how they got into the library world and what that journey was like. So if you wouldn't mind kind of giving us the backstory, that would be awesome. Of course, my pleasure. No, yeah, I, I always tell people I grew up in I grew up in libraries. I'm literally raised by libraries. Um, I was a homeschool. I was a homeschool kid. I'm from Solano County, California, um, right between San Francisco and Sacramento. Um, and I so I spent many of my early years in the in the library. In fact, in the library where I currently work now is where I grew up in. Um, read all sorts of books in the children's section. Graduated to the teen section, and so on. Um, I got my first library card when I was five years old. Um, I feel like I've told that story so many times now and probably about a month ago, maybe even less than that. My mom finally told me, like, you keep on telling people that, but do you know why you got your you got your library card at five? Um, and I didn't. I just assumed at the time that was my library's criteria was you had to be five. Um, but she only got me a library card because she was checking out so many books for me and my siblings and her that she needed another library card to increase the amount of books that, that we could take home. So I only got a library card because my mom wanted to make sure we could check, we could check out even more books. Um, so from there, I just always loved books. I remember I would always, we would always, they would always like drive us up to the front of the library. We'd run inside, go grab our holds. Uh, my children's librarian still works for Solano County Library. Um, so they've, that's always been a part of who I am. Um, I, I've suffered from various um, aspects of mental health struggles um, throughout my life. Um, so that was a big aspect of it for me. Um, books were always my friends. Um, so fast forward several several years down the line, um, still suffering from depression, anxiety, panic disorder, um, an assortment of other things. Um, and I was sitting in a different library, still Salon County Library. And I, to this day, I don't know why I asked the person at the desk how you can work for the library. Um, but something in me was like, I'm looking for something to do. Maybe I can work at the library. Um, asked the person. Um, they already knew what I was going to ask. They had the site pulled up. They were like, I knew you were going to ask that. Walk me through it. Um, I applied to the shelver. A few months, a few months later, I heard back, got the job. Um, did that for almost two years, and then I applied to become a library aide, library assistant, the person who sits behind the desk at the uh, entry entry level. Um, at that point, I was like, if I get this job, maybe the library world is for me. Um, got the job. I kept on applying for other promotions. Um, got lucky enough to um, to be to be promoted. Um, at that point, I was like, oh man, maybe I can become an actual librarian. I started pursuing it for school. Got my bachelor's of communication, got my MLIS from San Jose State University, uh, became a children's librarian for about two, three years. And then once, once the pandemic hit, I became a marketing librarian, um, started literally doing social media for libraries, um, working on the website, working on forums and outreach. Um, Love both of those jobs, children's librarian and marketing librarian. Um, made a lot of close relationships with library people through both of those jobs. Um, and then January of this year, I became a uh, supervising librarian for the Fairfield Civic Center Library, the library where I got my first library card, where I got my first library job. 
Well, congratulations on your promotion. That's so exciting. And um, it just, wow, I think that's so cool that it's full circle that the library you got your card at is where you work now. How freaking cool is that? <laughs> Absolutely. It's too much. Yeah. And thank you also for your vulnerability, because I think that that's probably why people are so drawn to your account is just the openness about, you know, mental health struggles and all that. That's so important to share about. <clears throat> so thank you for being so open and honest as always. And so kind of with that, I want to get into how you're, so you, you did work as marketing and social media. I kind of want to talk about how your personal account kind of became this phenomenon that it is today. Do you think that your background in the marketing had something to do with that? Or was it just you talking? Like, tell us a little more about how that kind of evolved. It's a, it's a little bit of both. So I, I don't think people, people fully realize like this boom of like who, of who I am about how people think I'm a, like a celebrity or famous is like it's all very very new like to me yeah, it's still you're like, a celebrity still, like it's, <laughs> to me it's still very much like 15 minutes of fame like it's only again I've only been a supervisor for about nine ten excuse me nine ten months now and that's just about how long um the social media has like fully taken off um like I, I think like my um the I think that I think the TikTok account has been going a little bit longer probably since early in the pandemic just because at that time I was I was trying very very hard to launch the um an adult scholastic book fair um so people kind of journey along with me for that um i don't think i don't even, i don't often know if people recognize that i'm the same person who's been trying for years and years to pursue that uh, but no my, i think my marketing experience um was very helpful um but i've also been I'm, I'm 33 years old i've been doing social media for a long long time for about 20 years since the myspace days um i've been chronically online for, for quite some time um so I think it's honestly just my sheer love for social media. Um, I try to take breaks, but I just, I've always like, that's where I was getting from, from my various struggles, being an introverted person, being a shy person uh, when I was very young. Um, it's always been easier for me to make me my meaningful relationship, relationships um, through social media for a very long time. So I think just that is kind of like how it's, how it's gone across. Um, but then I think the library stories that people seem to connect with, I first started telling those about five years ago when I became a children's librarian. Um, I would go to, like, to local, I would go to local schools. I was doing multiple story times a week. Um, and then going to talk with like, or going to do story time with kindergartners, with preschoolers, with first through third graders. Um, and then just being willing to listen to them. Um, I was, I was privileged to hear their unhinged, chaotic stories of truth. Um, and just their pure silliness um, and their willingness to tell you um, their their chaotic thoughts that they're all, that they're all over the place. They're unfiltered in the best of ways. Um, and when I first started hearing those stories, I was like, "Oh, they're 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 making my day. They're making me happy. They're making me laugh." Most of the time, um, I was like, "Maybe someone else need those needs these stories too." And at that time, I was only sharing them to my Facebook wall. Um, and people around me were like, ah, that is hilarious. That is great. Exactly. And I have a lot of like library friends, teacher friends, and they were like, that's exactly how it is for me. Uh, I was like, that's that's great. That's what we're trying to do. We're all trying to connect. We're trying to just share stories of joy to get us through the day. Um, and then when I got to marketing, I just didn't, I didn't get to do it as much. I still got to hear some really cool stories, but being behind the scenes, I wasn't privy to the same stories. Um, but then now that I'm a supervisor, I'm back in the public face um, every single day of the week. Um, I'm a lot of people are mistaken. I'm I'm no longer a children's librarian, um, but being a public librarian, you bounce back and forth from the front information desk to the children's desk, and I'm often on the children's desk just because of um, the amount of people who are employed on staff. Um, so that's when I've just started hearing all those stories 
Um, and I, we just told someone the other day is I don't, I don't remember why I switched to videos this year. Um, I think I just heard, I, I, rem I remember which story um, took off and I don't remember why I shared it as a video, as a reel. I just did. I think I think I probably thought to myself, I'm, I'm busy, but people need to hear this story. It's going to take me maybe two minutes to record the story and then get it posted. And then people just loved it. So I think just my general experience, love for social media um, is what has led to me being able to create these stories. And then just um, people have connected. And I think we're, we live in a dark, negative world. So I think um, the whole, the wholesomeness that I'm honored to, um, to witness and observe on a weekly basis is just something that people have needed in their lives. And I'm happy that it's a library. I love that people are remembering the library again, um, that they're coming back. Um, I love that I get to talk about multiple different um, agendas, if you will, just about library joy, about belonging, um, about how everybody belongs in library, kids, families, um, people who just need a place, the unhoused, and mental health. So it's just very cool that I get to tell these stories and people um, respond to me and tell me how much it means to them. Yeah, wow. So you said a few things there I want to touch on. So the the age thing, because you're millennial, I'm we're about the same age. And so I do think that we are in that sweet spot where we yeah grew up with all the forms of social media, right? The MySpace, the Tumblr, the all that. And so I think that does give you probably like a unique perspective on um and and just growing up with the internet too. I mean, we've gone through so much. Mm -hmm. And just again. Also to the way that, um, like you said, people really respond to your stories. Cause something, you know, I, I have found too, is our attention spans or my, mine at least is shorter with social media, but you have a way about you when you tell your stories that I will watch the whole video for two minutes or whatever, which is, is hard in the constant world of scrolling to like keep someone's attention for that long. So that's impressive that you are able to get people's attention for like two minutes and, you know, like, listen to this story. It is. Yeah. I'm shocked. I mean, again, I have some experience in social media, like as an actual job and like attention span is exactly something that I looked into as far as like Facebook analytics, Instagram analytics, that people do tend to like tune out of a video after three to seven seconds. So even though like, even though 90 seconds, um, two minutes is not that long, um, I do get so many comments where people are like, this is a long video, but I watched the whole thing. And I'm like, it's not that long, but thank you for watching the whole thing. Like, I know how hard it is. Like you just said, is how hard it is for people who are like, oh, didn't hook me in the first four seconds onto the next video. Um, so it's very cool that people do take the time to watch the full the full clip. Um, I'm even more honored that some people started being like, as soon as I see your face, I just I just like it. Um, but then they watch the whole video. So I'm like, wow, that means so much to me. And I think the biggest, I think the biggest shock to me, apart from the whole, the whole response that I've gotten, which is very um, daunting and awkward for me, is that I never expected kids to watch the stories that mm -hmm. I tell. Like I've never, I never once was like, oh, this is something that kids are going to watch, they're going to enjoy. But I get so many, I get so many messages from, um, from, from library grownups who are like, oh, I brought my kids back to the library and my kid watched your video. Um, they want me to tell you that they love the video. They want me to show you that they got their library card. They, they want me to show you that they checked out these books. Um, so yeah, I just, I think it just, one, it's just the length of the video. And then I, I'm not always talking about dinosaurs and things, um, even though I love, I love those. I think that's like my biggest like celebrity moment is that the um, Eliza, Eliza Peterson liked one of my one of my videos she's the the, the tiktok famous person who was talking about the, the dinosaurs and the meteor 
with God. So that was like my big like, oh, oh that's perfect. Bucket list accomplished. Now I just have to meet her. Um, but I, I love that even though like my content is not made for kids, I love that they do that they do see it. And um, I'm also very conscious conscious now that they are watching it and that's also why I, I choose some of the words that I say I know sometimes people kind of respond to like why why do you say that and sometimes um it's because I know that kids are watching and also just because I'm trying to push that um the joy part of life that we all need like whenever I talk about mental health um it tends to either be that I had a hard day so I'm talking to I'm telling I'm trying I'm trying to tell the world what I want to hear hoping that it might help somebody um or it means that someone has messaged me via various DMs or I've come across a comment where someone talked about their anxiety, their depression, their feelings of not wanting to be in the world. Um, so oftentimes it's either I make those messages for myself or because I think someone desperately needs it and I'm I'm happy that I can help in even the smallest of ways. Wow. It, it's just, again, you're just such a powerful example of using the platform for such good and, you know, raising awareness of what libraries do. I mean, not only raising awareness of what libraries do, but how they can help people and also just, yeah, mental health struggles. I mean, I think it's just so beautiful to see what you're doing um, when there is so much ugliness out there. Like you said, I, I really appreciate all the, all that you're doing and you've probably done more than any other person I can think of recently, maybe the Milwaukee public library to, to like bring attention to how cool libraries are. So thank you for your <laughs> service. <laughs> No, thank you. And I, I love the Milwaukee Public Library. I'm, I'm always super jealous. Uh, there's the, I, I myself and a couple of other people are the main ones who do TikTok for, um, for Solano County Library. And we're always like, oh, how do we get on Milwaukee Public Library level? And we're just like blown away by that. They get so many staff members involved in their TikTok. And that's just, like, we're like, man, we're always like, whenever we do world, there are, there's memes of like, oh, here comes the marketing marketing staff members that's how we feel they're like oh we better hide they're gonna come and ask us to do a tiktok so <laughs> whatever milwaukee public library is doing we're trying to emulate you <laughs> they they got it going on but do you so and, and then you talk about how children respond i didn't realize you had such an audience of children have you had um children come up and ask like how they can become librarians have you had kids be interested in becoming librarians is that something that's come up or is it um books and the it's it's more so books I've, I've never like I've definitely not from social media have I had kids come up to me and ask like how do they become a librarian um but I do get a lot of a lot of kids who 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 express like that it's that they like that, I, that I'm behind the library desk I think they like that they see themselves in me they see their um they see their various forms of grown-ups their dads their uncles their family friends who are men in me because I'm, I'm covered in tattoos so they're like oh wow you look just like them. So I think more kids are seeing, are seeing um, they may not know it, but they're seeing that it's possible um, that they can become a librarian. I think it was a long time ago, but I think one of my favorite library stories is um, I was at a school, I was visiting a school in Vallejo um, and I was sitting there, I was sitting with the school librarian waiting for one of the classes to come in. Um, they come in there and I'm I'm dressed like I'm very, I'm dressed very plain right now, but I'm dressed like how I usually dress at the time. Um, color colorful shirt just some some regular pants some shoes um and the uh, kids walk in and then one of them sees me and he's like are you are you the president are you barack obama I'm like i'm not i'm, I'm just a librarian by that point then, but, the, but then this kid just sits next to me um and just starts asking me question after question about like what do librarians do um like how did like how did you become a librarian why are you a librarian and all sorts of cool questions so 
um, that kid never outright said, I want to become a librarian, but just from like the first reaction and the questions that they followed up with, I'm like, oh, maybe this is the kid that's going to become a future library worker one of these days. That's awesome. Are you Barack Obama? <laughs> I'm still laughing about that. <laughs> I know. I loved it. I was like, wow, I, got, I don't know. I don't know what picture they saw with Barack because I still had uh, wild hair at the time. It's like, I don't know what modern day picture this, scene, this kid has seen of President Obama with um, a head of hair, but I have to come across that photo, that video footage. So, <laughs> Oh my gosh. And speaking of tattoos, I think this was a video you just did today or yesterday, but the one about uh, Totoro, um, your, yes. what a beautiful story that was. I mean, just about somebody seeing your tattoo and identifying with their culture. And and then, then you had this whole beautiful story about, you know, finding the, that was just awesome. Thank you so much. Yeah, no, I I think I think that was what that's been definitely been like one of my favorite encounters. Um, just because like one one of my closest library friends um has um loved loved Japan, lived it lived in Japan, um all that sort of thing. And so I've listened listened to listened to their stories about Japan for so often. So for me, it was just like super cool to um have this person come into the library after all of these stories I've heard. Um, and then just I'm a huge fan of Studio Ghibli. Um, so just to, just to see that, and I just, I was even telling, we have a security officer at library, so I was telling him, because um, the security officer follows me on TikTok, um, so they so they found the story, I was, I was telling them, I was like, yeah, the kid had a surprisingly strong grip on my arm for such a tiny person, um, so it was just such a cool thing to see, just for, just for that, that connection of just uh, the homesickness, um, and then just, I think that's my favorite part of the library, is all those, all those small connections, I see it with my library team all the time, just about how like just the smallest thing means the world um, to people. And that is just another shining example of what libraries can do just to make make the smaller connections to make you feel at home, um, even for a second. So, and then, then again, as a huge, as a huge fan of Totoro, uh, I remember watching it from a very early age. Um, that's how I, I, that's how I would have reacted probably if I was a kid in the library and I saw someone with a Totoro tattoo. It's so cool. I just, yeah, that, that was such a heartwarming story. All your stories are heartwarming, but that one was really, <laughs> you could really feel the emotion there. So that was, that was awesome. And so what, is there something, what's exciting you right now about the library world? Like, is there anything trending or anything, you know, or your library going on in particular that you're just like really, really pumped about? Um, I think libraries are always doing something that's so cool. I, th I think my library is getting ready to um, introduce some some new collections. We're getting ready to um, launch a gardening tool lending library. Um, we're getting ready to have a, a, a bakeware collection. So just various like pots and pans and different things to help you in the kitchen to start your baking journey. Um, of course, we have the collections that I'm always talking about, the musical instruments, the board games, the video games, the park passes, um, the social justice, justice book kits. Um, so I'm, I'm just excited for what libraries are doing. Um, and I think I always, I always mention those things, and there's always like a couple of comments who are like, oh, my library doesn't have this. Um, and I always encourage those people like to, to talk to like their local uh, local government officials, their senators, their governors, email them, email the board of supervisors, city council members, and just to tell them how important the library is to you so that you can try to start getting those um, types of collections. Um, and just to talk to your local library staff and let them know what you want to see. Because um, community impact is so important. That's how we make change as library workers. Is we get the community, community to say, 
the community has told us they want they want this. It's important to them. That means a lot to library administrators. It means a lot to city and state officials. So I'm just yeah, I'm just excited for for uh, for my library, for all libraries across the world. I think that's like for me the biggest honor of whatever social media impact I have is that people seem to be reminded reminded of their local library. Like people forgot one that it exists, and then they didn't realize how much libraries have changed. Um, like we're not even um, a place of, um, of of supreme silence anymore. It still is like a nice, quiet place where you can study, but there are definitely going to be moments in the day where it's going to be loud, it's going to be noisy. Um, that's what, that's how honestly how we make sure that people belong. Um, there's there's people, there's kids who are autistic, kids on the spectrum, various things. They come to the library. I, I I get so many messages, so many comments, so many stories from people who who felt who have bad experiences with the library because they were shushed, they were asked to leave for their children's behavior. Um, but their kids are just learning, and that's what I'm trying to get all library workers to remember to keep their empathy, just to just to let it let it be. If you hear kids laughing, smiling, it may it may frustrate some other um, old school library users who are who know that they're going to be shushed at any moment. But um, kids making noise, sorry, my cat is trying to jump on the screen. Um, kids making noise just means that they're they're happy, they're having fun at the library. So that's a super long answer to your question. Um, but yeah, I'm just excited for the future for the future of libraries. Um, I think that's my favorite like response to my social media is people again sending me stories, sending me pictures of them getting a new library card, their kids in the library, their kids with the with the library card with their new favorite book. Um, it just brings me joy to see that people are falling in love with their local library. Oh, that's awesome. And hi, Kitty, by the way, we love cats here at Blackwater. <laughs> Come on, this one, this one is this one is kissing is kissing cat Barlow. She is named after the <gasps> character from Holes. Oh, she's beautiful. Gosh, <laughs> I feel so running around somewhere. <laughs> right. We just see Michael Threat's cat. This is so exciting. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and I do just want to ask because you do have such a gift for outreach and raising awareness, and and I wanted to see if you had any tips. You know, right now, as you probably know, so many libraries are short staffed. It's like a universal problem, and and librarians are wearing so many hats and have so much going on. So do you have any tips for just general outreach for a librarian that's doing a million things, doesn't have a lot of time, like just some some easy ways to kind of raise awareness of what the library is doing or, you know, how to maybe conduct some more outreach initiatives? Um, I, th my, I think my general advice is to is to take advantage of social media. I think I'm I'm I love that like my my F what my FYP on TikTok on TikTok, the reels on Instagram, I've been seeing more and more people um kind of telling telling library stories in the in the way that I do. Um I'm not territorial. I love I love the people who started doing that. That's been that's been my whole thing though this whole time is that library workers and teachers have all have these stories. Um, but as far as outreach goes, yeah, I think just use use create your own like create your own platform. Don't get discouraged. It doesn't happen overnight. Um, it takes me a max of ten minutes to um, to record the stories and uh, post post them the way I do. Um, so it doesn't take too long. Um, and as far as general outreach goes, even if you are overworked, if you're understaffed, um, outreach is always super important. Um, I think people get more stressed by using emails and phone calls. Um, so if you have support, if you have supportive um, supervising librarians, branch managers, managers, administration, whatever your version of library leadership is called, um, I encourage you to get to get out and about and just go to go to places, go to organizations, visit schools, just make those face to face connections. Um, everybody is bogged down by emails. Um, they have to respond to their coworkers to 
to direct people. So they, I think, I think that's what people be, be surprised to see. People do want to support the library. They just have to do all their other things first. But if you show up in person with your happy-go-lucky library selves, um, it's very, very difficult for people to say no to the library. Um, it's not something that they want to do. So and it takes as much as five minutes. Like I think I go, I meet with principal. I've met with principals. I've met with other other people. Um, and then almost at the end of every conversation, they're, they're like, that's it? That's all you wanted? Like I take five, 10 minutes max at a time. And just like, I just need you to, just need you to hear my tiny, tiny, tiny elevator pitch about why, why, why I should get to come talk to your, to your students, to your, to your group, to your, um, to your coffee shop about, uh, about libraries and public libraries and joy. So yeah, I think just using, using, using social media, word of mouth, and then just making those face-to-face -face connections. Um, you'll be surprised by how much more outreach you can do for the library. Awesome. No, that's, that's, those are some great points. And it only takes a few minutes, like you said, to make an impact. So that's, that's awesome. And I guess just one final kind of question. Um, do you have any goals for yourself or your social media account where you see yourself going in the next few years or kind of just keeping on, keeping on and seeing where it goes? Or do you have any, yeah, live questions? Oh. I don't at, th at this point. I think I kind of I've I've I far and far and far surpassed any social media goals I ever had. Um, when I when I when the first the first viral video that I that I remember like that took off for me um, is the one where the kid was sitting at the desk in front of me with that grown up, um, and they said they said Mama is is it a boy librarian or a girl librarian? I was wearing I was wearing my mask at the time. Um, my hair was big and fluffy big and fluffy just just as it is um and i've gotten those questions so many times throughout my throughout my career just because people are programmed to think that it's um women at the desk so many people say oh thank you ma'am and i'm i never offended by them like it's 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 what they're used to um and it was just such an innocent question from that kid um and but i still saw the grown-up eyes light up like oh no how's he gonna respond um but then they they did the cool thing they were like let's let's ask him maybe he'll maybe he'll be honest maybe he may either brush it off or he'll he'll answer um, and I, I say that because at the time, my goals for that video were maybe a thousand people would, would see it. I, maybe I get a thousand, thousand views and I think a million people have seen that one. So those are my goals. My goals were just for a few people to see it. I was just hoping that my friends and a few, few strangers might come across it and appreciate these stories. So I've, my, my, social, my social media goals have been blown out the water with what's going on. Um, I'm not a celebrity chaser other than um, Eliza Peterson, um, but I, I love I love that there are people who have a far more significant platform than mine um, who are so who are who have been willing to share share my stories um, and who even just like shared shared stories themselves. Um, I've seen, I think I've seen Cheryl Lee Ralph from Abbott, Abbott Elementary um, talking about libraries, visiting visiting libraries. Um, I've seen Jennifer Garner visiting libraries. Um, every uh, there have been other people, especially with NYPL, doing their Jay Z's Jay Z uh, display, uh, going to that library, doing different things. So um, I'm I'm not a big big part of it at all, but I'm just I love I love what I've been able to do so far. So so yeah, I'm just yeah. You said it best. Um, keep on keeping on. Um, I try. I might start trying to do some more um, Insta Instagram lives little mini interviews with like authors and illustrators and other people who want to talk about library joy um, but other than that no I'm just happy happy doing what I'm doing supporting libraries supporting library workers um, I'm proud I'm proud of them I always say that I'm just uh, from 
for my various struggles, being a shy kid, being an introvert, being an observer. Um, I'm just in the library trying to make sure that my library people, my library staff, my library users are kept safe. Um, and while I do that and observing, I get to hear um, some of the best, silliest, uh, most unhinged library joy stories you'll ever see. And I, um, I'll keep on sharing them as long as they keep on happening. I absolutely love that term library joy. And I, I think you did coin that, right? That's a, I don't know if I coined it. I, I say it, I just say it all the time. I, I, I love it. And if that was on a shirt, I would buy it. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I will say, I think I saw somebody comment recently and you've probably gotten this before, but that you should have a, your own PBS show. And I really do think that maybe down the road, that's something you would consider. <laughs> You you know you know you never know they keep on they I think I I'm shocked by how many times people keep on people keep on commenting that um and PM I'm I'm almost like proud of like how silent PBS has been like PBS is like we we're we're not gonna respond we're gonna let it keep on keep on going so I don't I don't I don't know what they're thinking I'm not I'm not hunting for a show I'm always looking for more avenues more opportunities to show show uh show off things i don't know if i would say yes yes or not but it would be a cool opportunity i, I definitely would not would not turn down an opportunity to meet lavar burton that's that's for sure that would be incredible yeah <laughs> I, I mean i'm ray i'm ray i'm a i'm a product of um of, of mr rogers i think mr rogers lavar burton bob ross steve Irwin, arthur arthur reed so that's miss frizzle that's the that's the realm that's the millennial realm that I grew up with all those wholesome wholesome characters and people. Um, Dolly Parton is in the same. I I fill her in with that mold too. I think there's you can't come up with four four wholesome wholesome people. Those are there. Those are the MySpace top eight of mold, of wholesome, yeah. if you will. I love it. That's yeah. You're speaking my language there. <laughs> I, you know all the other greats of that era. Ugh, so so inspiring. Remind Beautiful. Me some beautiful simpler times <laughs> okay, one final fun question i just thought of and then and then we'll wrap it up sure. but you mentioned your tattoos and i know yeah a lot of librarians have tattoos now which people that aren't in the library world always are like shocked by that do you have a favorite literary tattoo or library themed tattoo oh i i do and i don't so i think <laughs> i have so i have where i have where the wild things are tattooed on my forearm. Um, I'm surprised you're not at, you've not asked if I have a favorite book. I think whenever people ask that, I start with where the wild things are, and then I do the typical librarian thing, and I name four or five books. Um, so I love I love that tattoo. That was like one of my earliest books I remember falling in love with. Um, I have the Mad I have the Mad Hatter tattooed on me um, from the from the book. Um, I have uh, two tattoos from Richard Scarry's uh, world. I have uh, Lily Worm and the Apple Car. And I have Mr. Frumble's pickle car. Um, I love both of those. And then I do have um, Arthur Reed's library card. Um, so I, I think it's as much as I love the Richard Scary tattoos, I think it's a toss up between the library card tattoo and the Word of the Wild Things are tattoo. Um, I think the library card tattoo is probably everyone's favorite. It's even my mom, who's not the biggest fan of me having so many tattoos. Um, that's the one tattoo I had that she was like, okay, that's a great tattoo. Those are all epic. That's you. You did good. You did good with those choices. <laughs> Solid choices for sure. Well, do you have any final thoughts you want to share before we wrap up the podcast? 
Um, I th- I think whenever whenever I try to give final thoughts, I think I think for me it just I I always encourage people to um, to support their local library. Um, keep on sending sending if you if you if you if you watch if you listen to this, I think to feel free to to message me if you want to have me send support to library people. I love doing that. Um, if you can send letters to library staff to library workers, even if it's totally random, if you don't know the name, if you just say, "Dear library staff, my local library would." make their day to receive a letter for people who support libraries. Um, and then I just encourage you to go back to your library. I always say a lot of people have had negative experiences with their local library um, and the library people, as I'm sure you know, library people are not superheroes. I love that people sometimes call us superheroes. Um, we, we changed out um, tapes for cardigans, um, but library people are regular people. Sometimes we have a bad day. If you had a negative experience, um, there's a 99.9% chance whichever library worker you may have had a negative experience has been overthinking that that situation for years and years and years. So if you go back to the library, um, I'm sure they've been waiting for you to return so they can make it right. Um, that you you belong in the library, kids, teens, adults, the unhoused, the mentally ill, whomever you are, whatever your story is, the library is there for you. Um, I love books. Um, libraries are, are always going to be about books, but there's so much more than books. But um, you also haven't read every single book, so I'm sure there's a book waiting out there for you to make your reluctant reader self um, a bookworm for life. So I think that's my parting message. Um, apart from the um, the trademark quote that I did not realize I say all the time, that has apparently become my trademark. That is that I'm so happy you're here. Um, that is my overall message to the world, um, to library, to library people, to all people. That I'm happy you're in the world. That you're in the libraries, um, and I'm happy you're in the you're in the world. You're in like you're in libraries. Uh, I appreciate having this conversation with you. Thank you so much. Oh, spreading the library joy. I I love it so much. Well, thank you again. We will share the links to all your socials. If for whatever reason somebody's not following you already, <laughs> is listening to this. <laughs> Go follow Michael right now. We will share all that. And we will see you next time on the Libraries Open podcast. Take care. Thank you for listening to this episode. This has been a production of Bywater Solutions. Please follow and subscribe on any place where podcasts are available.